Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis, and this is a Mending and Sewing Safe podcast. So grab a cuppa and relax with us. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Today's Sewing Save and Mending podcast is with our guest Kate Ward of Zen Stitching. Kate's here to talk a little bit more about Marie Kondo and the work that she's put out about tidying up, but in a positive way that we as sewers, that we can be more proactive around what we have in our wardrobes and how we can make them last longer. Absolutely. Yes. Hi, Maria. It's lovely to be here again. Great to see you, Kate. And thank you for coming back onto the podcast. Oh, it's always lovely. You've been doing a bit of reading about Marie Kondo's books and you've got a blog post up on your zenstitching.ca website. So that's really great. Yeah, I've been a fan of Marie Kondo for quite a while now, actually. It's been a couple of years since her book first came out. I was quite taken with it. I really liked the idea of how having a clatter-free life meant having a clatter-free mind and just how it was the idea is to simplify your life. And so I really loved this idea and I um, looked at how I could approach applying some of her principles to my wardrobe because the wardrobe is generally one of the first things that she suggests you start with when you're looking to declutter. But perhaps I should go back a couple of steps and share a bit of what Marie Kondo does for those who may not have heard of Marie Kondo and the Marie Kondo effect. So she created a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And it came out at a time when I think I'd just moved house. So I had a lot of stuff everywhere. And I just really loved this idea of tidying up. One of the great things that Marie really promotes is simplifying, but also keeping things that Uh, in her phrase, spark joy. So she's very mindful about you need to touch each of the items that you're sorting through and you need to think, does this item spark me joy? And if it doesn't bring you pleasure, then it's time to say, thank you very much item for being helpful in my life for doing the purpose that I selected you for. I'm now going to pass you on to another place or another person who will continue to love you. So I think for me, that was really beautiful to kind of start looking at these items, clothes, objects as having a bit more of a personality than just a thing. And I love the idea that these items do have a personality more than just a thing. And so, you know, she was suggesting one of the things you do is you take care of your clothes and instead of wearing them all the time, when you take them off, you fold them up and put them away. And then you let them rest. And I love the idea of letting your clothes rest and just, again, kind of personifying your possessions. So it's pretty magical. And she says hello to the house when she's going in because this is also her practice. This is what she does for a living. Many of us are familiar with her Netflix show as well, where she goes in and she helps people who have got a lot of stuff pair it right down so it kind of I think I can't remember if it was the beginning of last year which would have been what 2020 or the beginning of 2019 there was this sensation happening across Australia and North America 
which was known as the Marie Kondo effect, which is where everyone, because her, her book was out and the next Netflix series was out and everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to do it. So they were going through and they were purging their clothes and sorting all their different the items to things that sparked joy and things that didn't spark joy. A lot of the op shops and thrift stores suddenly were overwhelmed with a whole lot of secondhand goods. Some of them were in good quality, but a lot of them were in not good quality. And unfortunately, that's where the recycling part of our fashion chain kind of starts to break down a bit. Because if they have a tear in them or there's a little stain, some of them instantly gets thrown out and then others get collected and sent to countries in need. But one of the disturbing factors is I think something like only 15% of the clothes that you put in the recycling bin actually end up on the shelves of a, an op shop or a thrift store, which means that 85% don't. And then the clothes that do actually get to other countries in need, about 40% of that is discarded because it's considered waste. It was kind of a sad thing to realise that despite us doing what we perceive as a good action, that unfortunately some of the items that we had really couldn't be repurposed and reloved in a way that perhaps we were hoping they would be. You know, you always, especially if they're treasured things and you think, well, I'd really like these to go to another home and to realise that perhaps they might not be treasured as much as you think. It's disappointing. It's sad. So it got me thinking about what happens with our objects once we part with them. And it also got me thinking to why we have all these objects in the first place. So, you know, it's, it's a real consumer drive. We're always encouraged to buy something new or do something new or, you know, it's always that kind of idea of, and it's, it's really at a it's base level, it's, it's quite soul-destroying because you're always told that you're not enough. But if you buy the right lipstick or you get the right hair products or you buy the right shoes, then that's going to make you enough. But of course, it doesn't fill that hole as, as much as we would hope it does. And so we're always buying, thinking that maybe the next thing will make you feel a little bit better. Or, you know, you buy, and I know I've done this, you buy a pair of shoes thinking, oh, I'll look so great in these. I'm going to look just like XYZ who you look up to. And then you put them on and you're like, no, nah, they're not really me. And so you never wear them. Uh, and, you know, some people even go shopping out of boredom. You know, that's kind of like the pastime for a Saturday. And again, this was me when I lived in London. That was my Sunday. I'd go down, well, actually Saturday, I'd go down the high street and I'd buy something that was new for the week my working week ahead. So um, we really are encouraged to buy, 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 consume, consume, consume. When you start thinking about it, it's like, well, maybe there are other ways around this. Starting to think about, well, maybe I don't need to buy something to make me feel better. Maybe I just need to realize that I'm having a bad hair day or a bad clothes day, as the case may be. And, you know, some days just nothing looks right on. And then other days, everything in your wardrobe looks good. And it's all, it all comes down to how you feel on that particular day. And so I came across this really lovely podcast and website, uh, Gaia and Dubas, who's a Canadian fashion designer. And she likes to work 
with creating quality clothes so that you invest in a few pieces and they're just beautiful pieces that you love and adore. And she was saying, you know, one of the best ways to kind of get around this mindless consumerism is to be nice to yourself, which sounds easy, but it is a little bit difficult at times. And um, she said one of the ways that really helped her was meditating and kind of thinking about it and then being very aware of how she shopped when she did shop. I thought that was really lovely and, you know, to the point where she would avoid going to malls because she loves going shopping on the high street too or setting yourself a, a budget so that you're only allowed to spend a certain amount of money, you know, that kind of thing. So I really liked that she was encouraging us to just think about things in perhaps a, a bit of a different way. Through my whole process of Marie condoing my wardrobe, which pared it down a bit, uh, which then has pared it down even further going into the project 333, where I've, I've limited my wardrobe even more. I started to think, well, if my clothes aren't being received as greatly or as well as I was expecting them to be in thrift stores, maybe what I can do to extend the life of these clothes is to give them or approach them with a bit of creativity. So instead of thinking, ah, that's an old t-shirt, chuck it out. It's like, well, instead of just throwing it out, maybe there's another way. Maybe, maybe you can repurpose it somehow. And so that's where the fun starts to come in because you can start to think of all these different things that you can use for t-shirts. So one thing that I've just recently done and I'm over the moon about is making my own underwear. Is that something that you've tried? Oh, yeah. I've made underwear before. Yep. Oh, good. Bottoms and tops. Bottoms and tops. I hear the tops are a little bit more tricky than the bottoms. Yes, they can be. And when I first started making a bra, the pattern was actually wrong and it took me a year to figure that one out. Oh, no. Because I got to a certain point, I thought, I don't understand that. And it was actually wrong. But yes. So, you know, it would be good to repurpose clothes for at least underwear, which is, I think is where you're going, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. I got an old T-shirt, which wasn't good to wear anymore, but the fabric was okay to repurpose into something else. And I noticed that some of my knickers are getting a little bit faded. And I thought, well, why don't I make some underwear? I don't know why it hadn't struck me before that I should try doing something like this. So I Googled how to make your own underwear and <laughs> I found this fabulous free pattern that you could download and and sew up and it's so super easy that's what blew me away I was expecting it to be really hard really challenging but yeah super super easy and super fun and so rewarding I get got a real kick out of making my own knickers. <laughs> well the other good thing too is that you've repurposed a t-shirt or a knit garment that has now softened mm. And probably now feels really nice right against your skin. So it's probably the right time to repurpose it into underwear. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, they are. They're probably one of the most comfy pairs of knickers I own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you got that nailed. Yeah, you've nailed the underwear thing now. Um, and it's good because you've repurposed the T-shirt, which if you had, if you had, you know, sent it to a thrift store, it would have probably gone to landfill 
Yeah, it, it totally would have. So, you know, it's really nice to know that the, the T-shirt's been given a little bit of an extra extra life from turning into a T-shirt to a pair of knickers. And I'm even keeping all the like little odds and ends, like scraps and bits and pieces, because I use that now for stuffing when I make toys for friends who are having children and kind of use that as all the stuffing and stuff. So nothing gets thrown away. And I love that. I love that this garment that was once worn by my partner is now being worn by me and being loved by kids as well. (laughs) And so, yeah, you just need to be a little bit creative and, and kind of think outside the box a bit as to what you can use these old clothes for so like t-shirts make great rags as well so really good for cleaning that kind of is like a I guess an instant go-to isn't it when you think of repurposing old clothes but some of the other things that you can do like even if the t-shirts in you know like the fabric's good but you, you don't wear it for whatever reason there's so many different patterns out there that you just need to do a couple of cuts and it, you've just turned your t-shirt into a different style you know, so you've given it a new life in that way. Oh, what else are there? There's so many fun things. And then you can, if you've got a few different t-shirts that you're going to repurpose, there's no reason why you can't make a new t-shirt of some sort with different colorways on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or garments for kids from adults t-shirts all that kind of stuff which makes perfect sense because they're so little that's right and I think there's a lot of free patterns for reusable panty liners oh yes and that's the other thing too yeah so that's that's next on my list of or my very long list of things to make and the good thing about repurposing fabric for panty liners is that I know that there are various organizations that are encouraging people to sew them to give them to people in need. Mm, yeah, and which is a great idea, I think, anyway. Yep. And yeah. one of the things I did when we were doing a bit of a cleanup was there was a bath towel that discolored, smelt a bit, etc. So I cut it up into small pieces for hand cloths. Mm. And I now use those pieces once I've overlocked them to remove makeup. So I no longer buy the disposable makeup tissues yeah yeah I use that bath towel and it's got so much more life right now (laughs) I would say the lovely thing about towels like goodness they're so great for repurposing like like you say turning cutting them down and turning them into smaller face cloths they're also fabulous I love using them for washing up because they've got that little bit of the terry toweling effect it makes it really great for removing any grime or anything like that I love using them for that purpose as well, rather than buying the chucks or the Kleenex to clean. And it means that once they've been used to the point of no return, you can just kind of put them in the um, green bin and give them back to Mother Nature. Yeah, exactly. And I've also used bath towels as wadding for oven gloves or oven mitts in the kitchen. Oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I like to use mine. I will quite often wrap up my artworks in them because they're nice and soft and reusable and it stops um, the frames from getting dented and, and the glass from getting scratched. So yeah, there's so many different ways that you can recycle things once you start to kind of think 
think outside the box. I think we're going to have to create a few Pinterest boards and share them with listeners. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or if there are any listeners out there that have Pinterest boards that have recycled projects on them, please let us know and we'll link to it. Oh, yes. I would love to see too because I'm always looking for inspiration. Some of the other things that you can recycle as well is bedsheets, which makes perfect sense if you start to think about it. It's funny when you, when you just kind of think, oh, what else can I recycle? Some of the best things that I've seen for recycling with bedsheets is making pyjamas out of them. Yes. <laughs> which I think is lovely, especially if it's like, you know, the flannelette PJs, so they're all nice and soft and, and comfortable to sleep in. But even, you know, if you think of taking some of the great 70s and 60s fabrics from like your grand's collection, you can use those as well and you have these really fun, funky PJs. Sounds like a good idea. And they'll be in colours and fabrics that you can't get now. So they'll be quite unique. Yes, absolutely. Incredibly unique. And you've always got that little bit of association when you wear them as well, which I think is quite lovely. And that's one of the nice things about when you reuse a lot of the fabrics, you've got that association with the previous life of where it's come from and and who wore it. It makes me think of the memory quilts that you can make as well, where you take the clothes from your loved ones and put them into into a quilt form. And that's another great way of, of recycling too. Yeah, and also having a great keepsake at the same time. So it kind of makes sense that Marie Kondo treats objects as a life because when we're repurposing them, they take on a second life. But if it's something that you've had, you're passing on those memories to another life. Yeah, and you can continue to appreciate it, which I think is lovely too. So you're in essence sparking joy, which I think is so lovely. There you go. And I haven't even read the book and it sounds good. (laughs) Watch out, you might get inspired. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) I think sometimes it's nice to have lots of bits and pieces around everywhere anyway. I think that's part of the creative journey is to have have everything around so you can appreciate and remind you of of the concepts and ideas of what you're working on. Yeah. What other ways can we bring more life that you've now experimented with? Well, some of the things that I'm currently, they're either on my to-do list or I'm thinking about doing them is I love the idea of a no-sew bag that you make out of a t-shirt, which I think is totally fascinating. So what you do is you cut off the arms And that becomes kind of like the handles. And then at the bottom, you cut up into strips like this. And then you get the front and the back strip and you tie them together. And it joins the front and the back of the T-shirt together. So you end up with this bag with the fringe at the bottom there, which is where the the front and the back have been connected. Okay. We'll have to have a photo of that on the blog post. I'll, I'll send you a picture. And the other really fun idea that I really like the um, sound of was making yarn from your t-shirt material. So you cut it into skinny strips so that it's um, consistently one thickness, which you can then either crochet, so you can turn that into like a, a mat or a coaster. Or the other fun idea, which I've just stumbled across, is doing macrame, making a macrame string bag from it, which I think would be 
super fun then you know that's a great way of repurposing your t-shirts but also reducing your plastic bag intake as well because you can take it shopping and you don't have to worry about getting a plastic bag at the store. I think the other point that you're making is replacing plastic bags for fruit and vegetables. Yes yes absolutely so yeah you can get all these bags and fill them up with produce and then they store really nicely in the fridge as well because you can see them they're not hidden by a cloth bag which sometimes can disguise the contents of a fabric bag yeah so that's some really fun things that I thought could you could create with um, the t-shirt yarn as well I love the idea of just using it and a really big crochet hook to make a rug that would be a pretty simple way of creating something and quick too because it's on big needles and big fabric so that would be super fun. The other things that really kind of caught my fancy I mean there's a a plethora of ideas out there but some of the things that I really like is going back to the bed sheets cutting it up into smaller sections that are probably say 50 centimeters square and especially if this is a a pretty vintage fabric and you use them either as placemat or napkins or this idea which I really love is a furoshiki wrap which is the Japanese cloth for wrapping parcels and gifts which means that it can then be recycled and it either gets returned back to you or that gift wrapping then gets used by someone else and they pass that along too. So I, I thought that is a really lovely idea. And thinking about the gift wrapping, something that I came across this Christmas was you make like a bag with a drawstring and that's your gift wrappings. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that awesome? So you just make like a big drawstring bag, which is what you put the gift in and the gift gets put in and do up the drawstring and it gets hand it over and you can use those every Christmas or every time you give a gift. Yeah. That was just a head slap moment, of course. (laughs) A drawstring bag. I know. The simplicity, huh? It's awesome. And, you know, they're really easy to make, So, which is awesome. So it means that everybody from any level of sewing skills can make a, a drawstring bag which I think is awesome. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. And then, so you can enlarge those and they become like laundry bags. You can make them smaller and they can become fruit and produce bags. The other really fun idea is making an apron from it and particularly those beautiful wraparound aprons that you, you no longer need to worry about the strings. You just kind of like slot into them. I think Tetsuzi have a pattern on their website which we should link to it's a free one so making an apron would be a super fun idea and then the fun one would be making a hammock you get an old bed sheet and you kind of wrap it at one end and wrap it at the other and string it up between two trees and there you are (laughs) you've got this outdoor bed (laughs) that sounds like a goal Well, it kind of takes me back to kids, you know, our childhood, we'd quite often get blankets and sheets and we'd drape them over tables and chairs to make tents. It's kind of taking that idea one step further into the outdoors. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. The only thing really that is limiting is our imagination when it comes to what you can do to recycle our our fabrics. And, And that's what I really like. 
it kind of takes you on a bit of a creative adventure because all you need to do is type into Google upcycle shirt or upcycle bedsheet and it will give you all these ideas and like you say we're going to have a collection of them as well that we'll put together to inspire everyone. I think we will quite easily. (laughs) Oh my word absolutely in fact I'd love to see what people have done with their upcycling because I'm sure there's been lots of creative projects that have been undertaken. Having those examples are a good way of as you said, if you're going down the path of decluttering and getting rid of the things that you don't love, you're giving them a second life in a creative way rather than adding to landfill. Yeah, totally. And the best bit is it's fun. <laughs> yeah, of you course. Get to, yeah, totally. You get to do some more sewing. <laughs> or learn a new skill like crochet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it's always you have to add it to your list of things that you want to do. (laughs) We'll have a 70s revival in Macrame, which I know is out there at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. That to me, sounds like fun. Just not (laughs) enough hours in the day. (laughs) You're right, Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough creative hours. (laughs) And then the last, I just realized I hadn't even talked about shoes, old boots. Yeah. The old leather boots, they are a treasure trove of things that you can make with the leather to kind of cut very carefully so that you no longer have the sole. And you've got this beautiful bit of leather that's depending on the length of your boot, probably 50 to 70 centimetres. And it's probably about 20 to 30 centimetres wide, maybe even wider, depending on the style of the boot. And then you've got all these great ideas for leatherworking, mm. you know, and some really beautiful, simple things are making like the cover of a journal. So, you know, just getting a, a sheet of leather and folding it in half, poking two holes in it so that you can attach some paper with the thread. And then you've got this really beautiful journal cover. And so I love the idea of that. In fact, I'm saving a pair of boots in my closet that are I've loved them to death I've literally worn them out but I mm-hmm. couldn't part with them so that's what I'm going to do with with some of that leather is turn them into a, a journal cover and there's so many fun things that you can do with leather if you're handy and have worked with leather because it is a little bit difficult to work with in comparison with fabric mm. but I think if you just get a leather needle most domestic sewing machines can sew through it. You just have to take your time. Especially if the sewing machine has got a, a heavy base to it and, you know, you you use a longer stitch length when you're yeah. sewing. Yeah, so there um, are some hints and tips that you can find online, which I think we'll put up on the blog post as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think you also need a, a heavier thread as well, don't you, just to kind of hold it all in place. But even if that's sounding a little bit too adventurous, there's so much that you can do with just like some hand stitching and punching a few holes to create these beautiful leather items. Things like, so you've got journal covers, there's things like coasters. So you literally just have to cut out an interesting shape, which I think is fun. You turn some into some sunglass case so that your glasses don't get scratched. You could even make some jewellery if you have some interesting colours and bits and pieces so there's lots of fun things that you can make with the leather from your shoes and then for the shoes that can't be recycled like that 
some of the fabulous things that I've seen are turning them into little pot plant holders. Cute. Totally. Absolutely. So I've seen like little gumboots full of plants, which just look delightful because they're kid size. The best one yet was I saw someone had got an old sneaker, nailed it to a tree, and the birds loved it so much that they moved in and it turned into their nest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah, All these wonderful things that you can use with a pair of old shoes. (laughs) So you're encouraging the ecosystem as well. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I know. Isn't that fun? (laughs) Nice idea to think you've got birds nesting in your shoes. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they're just some of the hints of things that we can do, but there's so many more. I look forward to seeing what everybody else has been inspired to make or has created from their upcycling and recycling of their bits and pieces. Yeah, that'd be wonderful to see. Very inspiring. I know. Yep. Upcycle April. (laughs) So we'll have to, um, you'll have to tell me what you end up doing with your shoes if you try any upcycled shoe ideas. (laughs) Oh, goodness. My mind's just gone off on a tangent thinking about different ideas. And then if you were, sorry, this is me thinking out aloud. If you can only get your hands on boots that are made with PU leather, which is not real leather, you can at least use that to practice on. Totally. Or there's no reason why you can't use that for all of the things as well. Hmm. I've seen, you know, a lot of journals and diary covers and that kind of stuff, and they use that as their cover because not everyone's comfortable with leather as well. Oh, yeah. There's lots of uses. And in fact, it'd be lovely to see a lot of that kind of material be reused because it really can't be recycled. So the more reasons that we can love it, the better. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you for putting all those details together so that if people are thinking about following the Marie Kondo principles to declutter, that you've actually provided a whole lot of ways to repurpose the items that were loved but not loved so much anymore rather than they're going to landfill so that's wonderful thank you Kate it's an absolute pleasure anything that I can do to inspire and create or encourage creativity it sparks joy (laughs) thank you so much it sparks joy for our (laughs) listeners and for myself as well so have a lovely day Kate and have a lovely day listeners this episode of Soul Organized Style podcast was produced by me Maria Theoharis with permission of Kate Ward, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you listen to our previous Mending and Sewing Safe podcasts. There are quite a few to listen to. Post any questions or suggestions on our website at seworganizedstylepodcast.com, on our Instagram account, Soul Organized Style, or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.